What up? What up? What up, Jay? How you doing, bro? What's going on? What's going on? Not much, man. You tell me. How Yo, you been? So, breaking news right off the top here. Yeah. Uh, so I subscribe to these, these Woj tweets. You know, yeah. I like to follow the NBA. Woj is tweeting that uh, the Timberwolves have fired Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> okay. That's Tom Thibodeau, the Don, president wow. and head coach of the Minnesota wow. Timberwolves. Wow. Um, did not see that coming. It's crazy because they come off a 20-point win. Over the Lakers? Over the Lakers today. And uh, <clears throat> that's crazy. That's, that's 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 just crazy how they, they just fired them. Usually you don't fire coaches after one. Now, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I thought. Well, you don't fire a coach or the president of basketball operations after a win. After a win, yeah. It's usually the rule of thumb. But I think, like, usually, I, I thought he wasn't going to stick after the season ended. I think the whole Jimmy Butler thing really messed up his whole situation. Yep. Um, I think also Tibbs isn't a young players coach. He, he needs veterans on his team because he works his players like a dog. Dog, yeah. And um, and and he's criticized work ethics or Jimmy Butler's criticized work ethics that could have been through Thibodeau. Um, but you know you gotta give Thibodeau credit. He's a great defensive coach. He's a great defensive mind. Yep. Um, he resurrected Derrick Rose's career again. You know what I mean? Sure. But like, but has he done well? You know, Cat Cat's had a, I think a regular progression to being a top top big men in the league. Sure. And then you had Andrew Wiggins, who hasn't really set himself apart. Or lived up to his hype. Or lived up to his hype. Remember, sure. he coming into, the, coming into the draft, he was Maple Jordan, right? Yeah. Like, he never lived up to it. So uh, it's interesting how they fired him. Um, do I like it? Do I not like it? I think it was bound to happen. But if you're only a couple of games out of the playoff spot. Well, they're 10th in the West. They're two games out of the playoff spot. Um, do, do you think the owner just be like, nah, I don't think this team's I think, enough. yeah, Glenn Taylor just, just had enough. Whatever that means. Interesting. It's 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 either Tibbs lost the locker room completely, which we could see that happening. But they, they, happening, they played decent, or he just he lost the front office essentially. So right. okay, Minnesota ordered Glenn Taylor to become either the GM or head coach in the future. What Minnesota? What Minnesota's owner Glenn Taylor to become either the GM or head coach in the future? Oh my god, this guy's going all out. Oh my. See, I don't I don't know enough about Glenn Taylor to. Yeah, I don't know what comment is. on stuff, but from whatever I've heard and um, seen, I understand that, like for example, even with Kevin Garnett and that whole situation, right? He really made things awkward in a way. Glenn Taylor is an American billionaire businessman who's a majority over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way this guy's gonna be a coach. Yeah. He's 77 years old. There's no way he's gonna yeah, be not. A coach. There's no way he's gonna. Be so a he's coach. gonna. Oh, okay. I got a question. Who do you think's replacement? Who, who are your replacement options? Okay, you can't you can't get an assistant from another team. No, you can't. Midseason, it's so very tough that happened. Messina's out. All those guys. All those guys are out. You know what I mean? Like Jay uh, Triano, whoever else you wanted. Mike Woodson. I think Mike, Mike Woodson's on, on, a, on a staff somewhere. Is he? Is he? Um, um, I think what's his name would be... Um, Mike uh, Brown also. Mike Brown, yeah. Mike Brown. But he's, he's in Golden State, though. In Golden State, so... So you got a bunch of guys. And I think he's comfortable in Golden State. So who, he who are your options? You know, so right now you got Stan. Stan Van Gundy. Who came out from Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Mid- Jeff Van Gundy. Who coaches... Uh, he coached... Team, team USA, yeah. and they actually won gold without anybody, basically. True. So uh, that's not a bad option. Um, Mark well, Jackson, Mark his partner. Jackson. I'm not a fan of Mark Jackson. Uh, I think he's a good coach, but he he's uh, he's not the type of mind that you want around your young you guys. You got Ty Lue. Ty Lue. Ty Lue's actually is, not a bad option. Which it's, right. You know, with Ty Lue, it's, we still don't know how good of a coach he is. No, we don't. Right? He had he, he'll always be under LeBron's shadow. Yeah. Right? And, and this and is an opportunity for him if he wants to. But, true. but he's sitting on millions. Like He just signed an extension, I think, last year. So yeah, it's just really needs to rush into it. The thing with Ty Lue, though, is I think right now he has to focus on his health. 
especially with what happened last year with the whole mental breakdown and um, panic attacks and things like that. He, yeah, but he that struggled was, with I, that I a lot. I think that was a different story, though. That was because the pressure with LeBron yeah, and the pressure sure. to win but is it, different. But it takes, it takes a toll on you, right? So even going yeah, back yeah, into yeah, coaching, right? And I, I don't know. I again don't know enough about Glenn Taylor, but if he's anything like Dan Gibson as as a co- uh, as a as an owner, then Tyler probably wants to stay clear of that because they're really not much into. They're not really. Uh, they're all about the bottom line at the end of the day. Dan right. Gibson, Daniel Gibson, he's Booby Gibson. Is that who you're talking about? No, you're talking no. about the Dan Gilbert. Dan Gilbert. Sorry, Dan Gilbert. Yeah, Booby Gibson, right? Dan Gilbert. Sorry, my. There's apologies. also one also named that uh, coach that got fired earlier this year was Fred Hoiberg. Actually, Fred Hoiberg might not be. And a bad he's a guy. he's a. I think I think he's he's good for developing <laughs> well, young kids. If if Fred Hoiberg goes to the Minnesota Timberwolves, bro, it's a Timberwolves, bro. It's just a. It's just a. It's just. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, hey, you know, everyone from like the. But, but you know what? Like Hoiberg is a. I think he was a good coach. It's just the team that he had wasn't that good. I don't know what they expected. I think he lost a locker room maybe early on. He, well, they say he lost a locker room, which kind of sucks, <laughs> right? So, um, and there's a lot of parallels you can draw. <laughs> But again, the the, or, or the, the I, Timberwolves I, locker room is going to be a little bit more mature than. I, the, I also heard that the team wanted uh, the team wanted a, a more of a hard ass coach, on the young guys, on the Fair. young guys, and they, they thought he wasn't as hard. But I think you got to there's there's all the players are millennials. You know what I mean? Like there's a way to coach them and being hard ass. I don't think that's the best no, way to go about no, it. I, but you know what? Like uh, on paper, like Timberwolves look like a solid. You got even like you look at the top had, six. So right? you, basically, you look you at Teague. Teague. Carl Anthony Towns. We're going to go in order. Teague, oh, Wiggins, Bobkov. Yeah. They start Taji still. Yeah. That's because Thibodeau. I don't know. Thibodeau. Lost too long. Yeah, Cat at the Kat, five. And then you got Dario Saric off the bench. Yeah, Saric off the bench. You, you got, got Derek Rose Derek off the Rolf bench. Who's, who's looking like a six man yeah. right now? You got Josh Okage. Um, <laughs> the rookie. Rookie. He's Okage or Okoji or Okoji, whatever his name is. He's athletic, bro. He's good. Um, but like that's a solid eight man roster. And, I'm sure you, there's a few other players you can sprinkle in. Oh, but you got uh, Georgie, Georgie Jang. Georgie Jang, yeah. yeah. Right, so yeah, a decent team. He's a decent team. But in the West, uh, they have Bobkov, though. Bobkov's a good player, man. I thought he, he's I thought, a solid 3 I thought, I thought he'd be like the perfect Thibodeau coach. The, 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 the perfect Thibodeau, Thibodeau, Thibodeau player. player. Yeah, yeah. But the, the problem with Thibodeau is the fact that his one-two punch isn't working as well. Right? So Ooh, even though Cat stepped up huge in the last 10, 15 games. <laughs> since Butler left. Right? Since Butler left, essentially. Yeah. Right? Um so I don't know, man. It's 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 gonna be interesting. It's uh, it came out of the kind of loop. Speaking of Butler, you heard about the heard yeah about yeah the, I heard about it. This guy's about the so, best of his third team in three years. He's about to. He's about but to. But I th- I think the these acquis these ac- acquisitions ac- no accusations accusations Not acquisitions yeah accusations yeah. accusations are uh, I think they're blown out of proportion a little bit. bit. <laughs> I think that I think they're a little blown out of proportion. Uh, he's. The rumor is is that he's called out the coach on the offense. Yeah, and uh, yet again, it goes to show that the NBA drama doesn't end. It just never ends. Compared to all the sports, yeah. it just never ends. It doesn't There's end. always something. Now, and, now, do you think it's? I guess it is the media blowing everything out of proportion as well, right? But they do a really good job at it. They That's, do. They, they definitely do a really do, right? good job at it, right? So. It it is it is what it is, but man, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what what the Minnesota Timberwolves do. Um, if the rumors are true that what's his name Glenn Taylor wants to become the head coach that's or not the gonna happen. He's uh, GM or the president of basketball operations, that's not gonna happen, right? Leave leave, leave Scott Layden alone. They'll, He's uh, also the general manager of Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I did not know good, who that was. Good hire. 
I think Fred Hoiberg might be a good hire. You know what? We'll we'll monitor the situation and then uh, we'll comment on it next week. But for now, they, they got should, they, they got, should, they should they got Kevin McHale. You know, Kevin McHale's a good option too, man. Who's like their assistants are Malik Allen, Larry Greer, Andrew Andy Greer, right? Um, so we'll see. You know what? Yeah, just, just reading through like Twitter, like exactly, like, everybody's talking about how the timing is. It's, is it's super, really super weird. weird. It's really odd. He he just he just lost it. I don't know what it was, but hey, we'll monitor that. Um, okay, I know we just came in today with the Cavaliers. Oh my god. Okay, I know you. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you what is going on. There. This organization is just a joke, man. You gotta <clears throat> the Cavaliers. Okay, they they signed Patrick McCaw. To a non-guaranteed contract from from Golden State, basically. Yeah. And then they cut him today after one week. So, poor poor Patrick McCall. Oh, yeah. One game. So, basically, I'm thinking they, they signed the guy and they're like, oh, he's not that good. And they cut him. They got, is, that, it, is that what happened? Like, I don't understand. I, you could point it towards an injury, but he passed his physical, so. But he played. He played a couple games. He played him. a couple games. Yeah. I, that's This is. And, like, he's a young guard, so, like. Your young team just it makes him, no sense to me. Give him a little more minutes, but eh, whatever. I, you know, with the Cavaliers, they're one organization that listen. They've been a bad organization throughout the whole existence. They've just had one period with LeBron James where they've had success. Yeah, they've been a notorious bad organization, and I think they've been notoriously a lucky organization. Yes, hear me out. Since twenty third two thousand three. Yeah, they've had four first round picks. LeBron. They had LeBron. They had Kyrie. Yeah. Anthony Bennett, yeah, and they had Andrew Wiggins, yeah, right. Yep. Obviously, two of them didn't work out. Two of them worked out. Well, one of them did work out. They got Kevin Love out of it. Yeah, I guess so. They got it. Yeah, okay. yeah Andrew so. Wiggins kind of worked out. So these, you've had four first round, and now they're competing for a fifth first round pick. How lucky could that be? Yeah, in true. a span of what sixteen years, seventeen years? Yeah, they're they're basically gonna have like if they get this first round pick, they'll have Zion Williamson, or mm-hmm. they'll have or they'll have you know the the, the Canadian kid Bennett. Mm-hmm. I mean. uh RJ Barrett come out and yeah. take taking over that that roster. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, it's I think they've been extremely lucky as an organization, but they've made some like this offseason, going into this offseason, LeBron leaves your first instincts to sign Kevin Love and make the playoffs? Come on, come on man. Yeah. What are you doing? You gotta rebuild that roster from 100%. scratch. Yeah. They 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 should have let Kevin Love go. Yeah, you let Kevin Love walk. Right. You try to get rid of that Tristan contract. But hey man, to each their own. I yeah, really don't. I, that organization makes it makes no sense to whatever, me. Man. Okay, for let's talk about good teams. Let's talk about the Raptors. Let's, let's forget all the other teams. Let's talk about the Raptors. So that let's go. Let's go back to that San Antonio. Oh, the big game the of the big week, game. man. San Antonio. Damn, that was a, that was a hype game coming into it, and like, what was your initial thoughts going into the game? You know what? I was I was really looking forward to it. Like Kawhi's return, first game with Demar. Um, I I was hyped for it. Uh, I had no idea how it would go, um, but uh, when I think back at it, it went ex- exactly like Pop would dry it. Right? Actually, no, I'm kidding. It wouldn't. He didn't, he didn't even probably dry it that way. The Raptors were flat. Yeah, they were as flat as it gets. Um, but at the end of the day, it's still another regular season game. Call it whatever true, you want to call it. True, but this one had a little more to it. I thought it did. It it did have more to it, but it's still it's just it's just another game. San Antonio has been the best team in the league in the last month. Yeah, they played, they played really well. They played I've, really I've, well. I've actually watched a bunch of their games come into the like. I, I like watching Demar play yes. still. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna be. And I have you know a couple of guys, a couple of guys on my fantasy team, so I do yeah. watch that team. And like the man stepped up. 
hey, DeMar, dude, his first career triple-double against us. Against us. I think that the, the, you hit it right on the head. They came out more prepared than us. Yep. Um, and I think I think in the first quarter, Kawhi was a little hesitant. I think he wasn't... He I don't think he, he knew the, the situation, and I don't think he expected to be booed that bad. Yeah. Um, and Danny Green. Danny Green still played for San Antonio that game. Dude, he was 0 for 7. He was 0 for 7. 0 for 7. Yeah, yeah. He played for San Antonio that game. He Danny played Green. bad. Yeah, he didn't have a good game. But I'll give you this. I'll give this. Coming and goes. So that was Thursday. Yeah. Now, Saturday night, you play Milwaukee in Milwaukee. Yeah. And, like, dude, the, the way they responded. Like, I'm watching the first quarter, yeah. and I was like, oh, man, this is not good. We're, it's happening again. again. The, the, Milwaukee came out way better than us. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, it's happening again. And at that point, I was like, okay. I know it's early. You shouldn't panic. You know, you got Lowry, you got JV out. Yeah. And you're sitting there. I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, you know, it's still okay. We have got guys out. That's that's the justification of us playing bad. Yep. But man, did they turn around that game. Holy shit. They clamped down on defense and the ball moving. They had like 28 or 30 assists that game. Yeah. Crazy amounts. The, the thing, the big thing that I, that I saw was, and we were discussing this a little bit, is that the Raptors made the adjustments when they needed to. Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse, right? Something that uh, DC couldn't do. Oh, relax, man. We're, 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 don't don't beat a dead horse anymore, man. Poor thing's done. Um, but no, yeah, he he made the right adjustments, and and the players responded. Um, our bench was atrocious again. Oh man, they, terrible. They were they barely played, and when they did play, they were they did not play well. Um, so that's that. However, yeah, the the starters really played well, man. Watching the way Pascal has been playing, bro, he's become, this, he's, he's, he's the leading record, most improved player in the NBA right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, for he's sure, by far. Um, but you like for, I guess you 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 paid more attention to the defensive sets and things like that. What were the Raptors doing a little differently that they didn't do in either the San Antonio it was, game? It was or? it was the timing of the help. I thought in the San Antonio game when 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 when, when San Antonio decided to slow it down. And and they give it to Aldridge in the post, we would help right away, and that killed our defense. Yeah, Aldridge is a great passer out of the post, and he killed. This time with Giannis, when Giannis, what I think they strategically did when Giannis got the ball in the post, the minute he spun, yeah, or the minute his foot touched the paint, a second guy was there, right, and he was not just there, but he was there in the passing lane, right, which was a huge difference. I thought with Lamarcus Aldridge, they came out of nowhere and like coming up from the backside, and like you know, you threw over the one guy's head and you get an open shot. shot. The way they came this time defensively, you can see there was a big difference, right? And and I think effort effort was a big big thing as well. I think right. the San Antonio game and a couple of games previous to that, I think the guys were starting to get a little bit into the motions a little yeah. bit and just kind of taking the foot off the gas. Well, it, it was that uh, the other thing that I found was like they were rushing everything. That San Antonio game, it was you. You were trying to run and gun with San Antonio, yeah, which was not working. I think we had like in 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 one like the first quarter, second first quarter, there was like three or four possessions where we turned the ball over. Anytime we went down, to the, yeah, yeah, they're rushing, and I felt like the team was trying to play one on five every single every time. single time. And I think this game they made an emphasis to move the ball, ball, yeah. Um, and you, and you saw it because they finished with so many more assists. Um, they got Indiana tonight. And then uh, they had a pretty weak schedule coming up. Coming up, they had a they had a really tough 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 schedule prior to this. Yeah, but uh, I man, the Raptors are looking good, man. I still think they need to keep pushing because right now you're still sitting second in the in the East. Um, obviously, playing Indiana tonight is going to be a big matchup because if you can get the W, it creates a little more separation. Yeah, man. If people don't know, like Indiana's it's, sitting in third, fourth. man. Yeah, Indiana's sitting in third right now, so like they're right there. They're, right they're, there, they're ahead of Boston. They're ahead of Philly. 
Right? People don't expect that. People expect that. And then, as a Raptor fan, okay, look, if you if you finish first and Boston and Philly finish four five, you're playing them in the second round. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like that makes it a tougher road it to does. get through. It really does. It really does. I gotta give Indiana a lot of credit, man. They've they've they're they're very much like the Spurs in the way that nobody really talks about them, but they play a a really really good team basketball. The last time we played um, Indiana, yep, back in December, yep. mid December, that was our last lost. And they only beat they we only beat them because of a ba- a missed call yes. with OG and an OB oh, yes. smacking things in. And what's messed up about that is the game before. Indiana played Cleveland. That was a back-to-back. We played them. The yep. game before they played Cleveland, they lost on the last-second shot. And again, it was a missed call where um, Tristan Thompson threw, I want to say, Bogdanovich out of the way and tipped the ball in to yep. win the game. And that, they, they've had some shitty luck too. They do. But uh, without, and like, they've won majority of their games without Victor Oladipo. Yeah. And like, Oladipo is a huge part of that offense. 100%. 100%. So, uh, you know what? I got to give Nate McMillan all the credit in the world, man. He's one guy nobody talks about and who should be in that most improved conversation with Pascal is Sabonis. Sabonis, yes. Demona Sabonis Agreed. has, has played amazing, amazing this, this year. year. Yeah. And like their front court, you have the three guys. You have Miles Turner, who's a, a great, great center. Can shoot the three can he he averages basically one three three blocks two blocks a game yeah which is which is a high amount. yeah Thaddeus Young who's my boy followed him his whole career been a big fan of him his whole career yeah my boy he's played well for that team as well 100%. he had Demonis off the bench and he's playing well as well the, the thing with, with that people don't realize is he's 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 across the board played really well this year he's averaging 15 10 and three which is which is amazing and in 25 minutes of game so good for him man Oh, and Miles Turner. Here's a here's another name we'll just throw out there for uh, for uh, coaching is uh, Monty Williams. Hey, I think he's a, he might be an assistant somewhere. Not about that. Well, he's probably not. If he Wolf went through Wolf. a lot of like family yeah, issues, right? Yeah, he, he did. His wife and stuff. Like yeah, that was that yeah, was a, that was a tough story. Tough story. He was a good. Hope coach. he's doing well. Yeah, he was one coach I thought the Raptors should have went after in the off season. Well, yeah, they could have at that point. But man, nurse is a nurse. Um, should we do? Uh, we can do like a midseason uh, awards or something like that. You want to do something like that? For exactly at forty-one games, or should we uh, leave this for maybe next time? We'll that. We'll do that the next week. We'll do it next week. Get a yeah. little bit of research in. Yeah, and we'll do it. Let's uh, let's flip. Maybe flip to the ice. Let's do it. Okay. I don't know if we discussed this. Did we discuss it? I'm not sure. You tell me if we've discussed. Matthew's face, McDavid. No. Matthew's. Well, that's gonna be fun. But speaking of drama, when the Dallas Stars owner called out Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan. Right. What are your thoughts on that situation? So essentially, for the what happened was, yeah, give me the whole story. I heard okay. parts of it. So essentially, he reached out to a writer. Oh, right? he he okay. reached out to a writer and kept putting them down. Like they play like horseshit and all this stuff, and like they're not I pay, stars. I paid them. I pay them, yeah. them a lot of money and stuff like that. And so you're going out into the and you're essentially. Calling out, calling your, out your team, calling out your players, your best, players. your two best players, yeah. right? And yeah. and going to the media before you even go to them. I got a question: How they, how 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 have they been playing this year? Yeah, they they haven't been the greatest. Don't get me wrong, but this is your captain and your assistant captain, right? If you don't have the guts to go and do it internally, right, they're not gonna play for yeah. you. Okay, me personally, I'm I'm always a, a person. I think you. You handle your ish inside your house. Always. Right? And Always. Like, if you're the team owner, <laughs> you shouldn't have... like. Okay, I understand. You're the team owner. You own the damn team. Yes. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. But you should call those players directly and be like, hey, listen. 
separate game. I you shouldn't call the players directly. I don't know how the chain of command works in those organizations, but I think doing that is is not the right way. And I think 100%. you lose a locker room a lot quicker that way. You definitely do. Um, but if you're a coach or you're a general manager, you're easily gonna be like, oh, don't worry about him. He's on the outside. How often does he come to the locker room? Probably never. Right. Yep. And that's why he's saying it because he can hide behind whatever, right? But yeah, it's how, not the how right are you a leader of an organization yeah. and doing that, right? Like that just blows my mind. If I'm like the general manager or even the coach and things like that, I'm losing my shit. Even the thing is, like, what do you expect to get out of that? What, how do you like? You, what do you think is going through his head thinking that? Okay, I just think he's a senile old man. That's all I think of him at that point, right? Man, that's a good point. Because like, what do you? What's the best that's going to happen out of it, right? Sure, they start playing well, but now you've outed them to the media. Yeah, that's. It's a good uh, point, man. Where, where in the world is that okay? I agree with you. So I don't know, man. It was that 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 struck a that struck a, a chord with me that I wasn't very happy. But you know what? They 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 are professional. At the end of the day, they're like they get paid millions of dollars. They have, to, have they played better? <laughs> a little bit, but not 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 that much, right? But if you're also the owner, okay. If if you went out and you spent a lot of money on your team. Calling your players, okay, I, I understand. A little bit I'll understand. But, like, if you haven't really invested in your team that much. Well, no, he, he he definitely has. But, like, again, as an owner, you never go out and you should talk to your players, especially your two best players or any player for that matter, right? Yeah. You just don't. Like, I look at the Toronto Maple Leafs from since, like, Brendan Shanahan, so Tim Lywicki came in, Brendan Shanahan's come in. Like, it's as tight-lipped as you can ever get. You'll, yeah, you'll yeah, never they, hear about anything. They they deal with matters internally. Even when um, a few seasons ago, Kadri was Kadri missed a practice or he was coming late and things like that, and they they literally held it in. Um, what do you call internally? And they they took care of things. Right. The only time that I've seen Shanahan say anything was in the Neilander negotiations, where he was hinting that. He should take less money so that way they can keep the, the band together, essentially. That's the only time you really heard about anything. But any disciplinary actions, anything about players not holding up, didn't happen. And Dallas is sitting at, uh, they're, they are sitting in a playoff spot as, they, of, yeah. uh, as of right now. So, I don't know, man. It's it's interesting to see. Um, let's talk about World Juniors, bro. I got to I gotta, I gotta talk a little about my, my man, Don Cherry. Did you hear about this? So did he, he, he called out the team. For, he called out Team Canada after the fourteen nothing win. Yeah, he's like, the, the, quote unquote, the hockey gods will come after you for running up the score. And what happened? Canada got eliminated by the Finns in the quarterfinals. Yeah, one thing I, I do want to mention is apparently a lot of these uh, a, a lot of the people a lot of people went to like these kids' social medias and they've like. They went in, in on the comments. They went in on these kids. And I'm like, dude, that's wrong. Like, You can't go in. Dude, these are 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. kids. They're kids. And like, okay, truthfully, take a step back from the whole situation. This team was one of the worst teams on the power play in the tournament. Yeah. If you're Team Canada, you're supposed to be one of the best teams. Best teams, easy. And your power play supposed to be... If you're one of the best teams, your power play's got to be successful. Yeah. You're telling me you couldn't string together five players to... You know what I mean? Come up with a better strategy. True. I think if you're going to blame anyone, you blame the coaches. And even in that 14 nothing win, the coaches be like, all right, guys, take the foot off the pedal a little bit. You're up You're up 10 nothing. You're up yeah. 8 nothing. You're yeah. up 9 nothing. Yeah. They're not coming back. Let's relax. Play the fourth line a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, those are small things that the coach should have done. Um, I, and I, it's, it's messed up because, like, they, they didn't even medal this year. They didn't. But that's the other thing about playing as Team Canada. Like, that pressure is insane. 
Yeah, right? your expectations your, your expectation gold, gold or nothing, right? Yeah, it's gold or nothing. So even now, so but if, even, the thing is, the expectation needs to be reevaluated because you have to take consideration. Like these nations are a lot better now. Yeah, they are. Man. Definitely, they're a they lot are. better now nowadays. So like you're looking at Finland and Sweden and, and Russia and the U.S. Like. I think coming into this like tournament, this, the, I, think, the, I think coming into the tournament, I think U.S. and Russia were the two, two top-rated teams. Yeah. So, like the expectation for Canada to win gold and being the third best team in the league in the in the in the, in the tourney is tough. Yeah. Well, the, this Capo kid is amazing. He scored the game winner. He scored the game, the game winner. Yeah. yeah. Last right? minute. So, Nobody like, watches the World Juniors after Canada gets eliminated. Well, true, but no, I I, <laughs> I paid attention a little bit. Um, yeah. Apparently, yeah, there's like a Montreal prospect on Russia who like dominated the tournament. Yeah. I was reading about him today. Uh, and apparently, the, so this one scout compared him to Drew Doughty. Listen, if he turns out to Drew Doughty, I'll you're watch. In. I'll watch hockey again. You're in, right? So sad. PK PK played Montreal again. Sad, bro. Sad. Sad, um, sad to see. The the US had some good good guys too, man. They, There's another Montreal prospect on there too, Ryan Poling. Ryan Poling. He won the MVP good. of the tournament. So, man, it was it's always a fun tournament to watch. Um, Like we lost my Pause it for a second. You lost your thought there. Yeah, I completely lost my thought. Oh man, I was gonna. I, I'm just looking at the. I'm following the football score because we're recording this during the football game, which kind of sucks. Yes. Um, Nick Foles just scored a touchdown to take the lead at 16-15 with 10 seconds to go. Uh, Nick Foles, I am on your bandwagon you, to go you, to the Super Bowl. JJ is is I'm most driving, definitely. I'm driving most the, definitely driving that. I'm bandwagon. driving the bandwagon right now. It, this started. A few few weeks before the season, I, I told you like, this, like, this would be impressive if he makes it to the Super Bowl and somehow wins it again. Dude, this guy he never had a he didn't have a great game today. Like he's got twenty five of forty, not the greatest percentage, two sixty six passing yards, impressive, two TDs, two picks. Right, dude, that's it's not that's not the greatest numbers, but man, <clears throat> and they have no running. Like, uh, what I told what I said last week about the team was the running game hurts, and like they have Darian Sproles who's a little bit older, and they got Smallwood who's who's not he's not the greatest running back. That's going to be their biggest yeah. problem going forward. For now, sure. ah, this is interesting, man. They're, uh, oh my God. I wish we had a TV to watch this. I agree. Well, we we'll always put it on after this. Um, but the playoffs, like, just switching gears to NFL for a second. Um, you know me, I'm still getting into it, but the Colts played well, man. Hey, the Colts got the W. They got the W when they needed it on the road against the Texans. That's pretty big. That's yeah, pretty big. One thing with playoff football. Uh, home field advantage in the NFL is huge. It is huge. It's huge. Yeah, I read a stat since 2012 or 2013. Yeah, so a good five six years. Um, the two teams that are in the Super Bowl, um, all won at home. Does that make sense? Oh, wow. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. They're all home. Like, they all won at home. Home, and then they, they got to the Super Bowl. And then they got to the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl played on a on a thing field. On a, uh, even, neutral field. Neutral field. Yeah. Was it Atlanta this year? Mercedes. I, I don't yeah. know where it is this year. Might Mercedes be Benz Stadium. Um, wow. So right so now, wait. next week, so Colts got they they go into KC. Yep. Into Arrowhead. Yep. Um, I'm predicting a high scoring game. Yes. I'm predicting Mahomes a high versus scoring. luck. Mahomes faces luck. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. Um. I think it'll be, it'll, it'll be a good game, man. I, there's one... The Colts running back has has impressed me. Yes. Um, and he's vastly helped Luck through this because he takes a lot of pressure off Luck. 100%. Um, and Luck's not sitting there passing the ball 60, 70 times a night. You know what I mean? Yep. This way you can pass it off a little See, bit more. The, the, and he's got T.Y. The, Hilton there too, which yeah, is a great one. The, the thing with the Colts is that that really like gets me excited a little bit is is the fact that, hey, they got a, a franchise quarterback, right? They have a really good coach. He's first year. Yeah, rookie yeah. coach um they don't have any 
bad contracts right now. They have a they're lot. Young team. Huh? They, they're they a young have, team. They have they have they have a lot of room to grow. They're they're they their they're, they're li- linebacker is going to win def- the defensive rookie of the year this year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's that. And good. their their um their O line's gotten way better. Right. I think with uh, um I think between 2012 and 2016, um, or even 17, like Andrew Luck was getting pressured enough where he was getting sacked about 2.2 times a game. Now that's down to about 1.5 or 1.4, which is a huge, huge difference. Chicago you, you, Chicago kicked a 43-yard field goal and he missed it whoa. to lose the game. Philly's going to the next round. Philly is going to the next that round. That is crazy. Okay. The Final. Bears had a really good season today. The Bears, so the Bears went from no playoffs to training for Khalil Mack yeah. and making the playoffs. playoffs. God damn. How good of a player is Khalil Mack? He's good. He's solid. Like he's... He's he's a really good he's a really good forward. he's a really good linebacker like <clears throat> defensive MVP. Uh, I don't know if we'll go that far. I think, I think the defensive MVP this year is going to be off the Rams. Aaron Donald. Okay. He had he he controlled that D line for that team. But Khalil Mack sh- might be up there. He missed a couple games with injury too okay. as well. Yeah. So, uh, but man, that's poor Chicago man They're losing at home too, which is uh, as the point I just made. Both both home teams today actually lost at home. Um, <clears throat> the Chargers beating the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson had, a, I think, a poor first half. Yeah. Um, and the Chargers, Chargers are just vets, man. Now, they, the Chargers go into Foxborough, which is uh, New England Patriots. New England. Um, Phillip Rivers is 0-7 against the Pats in his career in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So, uh, good luck. Um, but I'm hoping. But they, got, they, got a good running, they have a great running game. Um, but and, it's Bill Belichick's. It's Bill Belichick's. No, Bill Belichick's defense hasn't been that good this year. No. Um, their strength on their defense is that secondary. Yep. So if they're going to win, it's got to be on Melvin Gordon's shoulders next week. Um, so that's that's going to be a, that's going to be an interesting interesting matchup. I'm calling an upset because f the Patriots. F the Patriots. F the Patriots. I, I hate. hate the, the Patriots. I hate. I'm, sorry. I'm. I have huge amounts of respect for Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. But yes, I hate the Patriots as well. <laughs> Going on record and saying that. Let's. Uh, but we'll we'll keep we'll keep an eye on that. And next week's going to be. So a, and then on, in the NFC, you got Philly's going to be traveling to New Orleans, which will be a tough tough matchup, matchup for them. <clears throat> and then you got uh, you got Drew Brees, who's just on another level right now. And then you got the the Rams and uh, and the Cowboys, which will actually be a good matchup too. All right. You know that was really cool of Drew Brees to send a, a signed game ball to every person that caught. A touchdown? A touchdown. No, they caught a pass or anything from him. That's right. solid, man. Yeah, right. Drew Brees is a, he's a, he's he's, he's actually he's, like a, a great, great individual. And a great, yeah, a great leader. <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah. good. Even like uh, when you broke the, 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 the Manning record this year, like they had a, they had this uh, recording. He was recorded or whatever. And he went to his kids and like he's motivating his kids. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's told them good things. And it's yeah. like, holy crap. Like he just seems like a really humble a, guy. A really humble guy. He's got one Super Bowl and <clears throat> low key. Uh, if if Foles doesn't work out, I, I'm off for the breeze. Breeze to win another Super Bowl. Let's go, man! I want my Colts. I want my Colts. I don't think it's gonna happen this year. No, next it's not year. Maybe next year. Next year, next we'll year uh, and I think they we'll should see. go after Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown. Antonio oh, Brown. dude, we should talk okay. about Antonio Brown. What's situation. going on there, man? That's just crazy. Right? So he didn't play. So wait, you, you as Pittsburgh Steelers go from, I guess, two guys that were. There's, you're talking about your stars. Your stars, pretty much, offense, right? You right. Bend those two. You're both of them. It's okay. There's a couple. There's a couple things with this. So one of the whole situation is apparently he showed up late to something and they, they didn't play him in the last game. Or no, he said last second he can't play the last game right. of the season, which which is big because if they won that game, they would have been in the playoffs. Right. 
Okay, so that's one one sure. thing, which is kind of messed up what he did, right? Yes. Um, for Pittsburgh as an organization, yep. Obviously, Antonio Brown is he's considered probably the best wide receiver in the league, if not top three best wide receiver in the league right now. Yep. And that's like no question, top three for sure. You know what I mean? Yep. So letting him go now. One thing about but Pittsburgh is they produce wide receivers. They've had Mike Wallace come through. They have Juju Smith-Schuster coming out of there. Right. You know, they produce, <coughs> you know, you go back years, you get Antonio Holmes. He, they produce, um, you know, they have Hans Ward. They have, they have a bunch of guys, bunch right. of guys. They just produce wide receivers on that organization. I don't know what it is, but they do something right in that organization with wide receivers. Okay. So uh, now he's hinted to, so <laughs> George Kittle, who's the tight end for the San Francisco 49ers. Right. He sends a tweet out saying something like "reach San Antonio, reach reach San Fran," and uh, and Antonio Antonio Brown responds back with the I think the star eyes. Yeah, and that's just oh like stirring the pot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now apparently there's there's been reports of uh, Ben and Brown having multiple issues throughout the years, and uh, you know going as as much as like uh, Ben calling. Brown out on all these film sessions and all that kind of stuff. So the, I think it, at the end it, of the day, it runs deep. It runs deep, and I think at the end of the day, what's going to happen is I think Brown's going to get traded. I don't think he's. He, I don't think he'll end up staying there. Right. Um. And that goes. That means they're losing Brown and Le'Veon. But as a number one wide receiver, they have Juju Smith-Schuster, who is, dude, he is this kid's solid wide receiver. Really? So I don't think they'll have too much of an impact. But Pittsburgh. They should go into a rebuild with uh, with Big Ben and these guys, but at the end of the day, man, Pittsburgh's the team that always makes the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Always, man. always makes and the playoffs. Uh, I don't know, man. Big, what's his name? Uh, Big Ben seems like he reminds me of. Uh, he's taking something from. Uh, actually, never mind. I'm completely <laughs> lost my thought there. But whatever. Speaking of, um, just changing gears a little bit. Let's go to uh, the world of football, soccer. Uh, so the transfer window is about to open up. Well, it's opened up already. Um, yeah. Some big big changes coming in. Um, we got, what do you call, Cesc Fabregas. He's leaving Chelsea, moving on to, to Monaco. Uh, looks like a done deal. Uh, because there's this guy, his name is, he's, he's a French player, uh, plays for PSG, Rabiot. Rabiot, I can't really pronounce his name. Barcelona's looking to sign him on a free transfer. But this man has probably one of the biggest egos in the world, and he's not that good. He's a good player, but he's not just not that good. Right? So Umi doesn't approve. I, I'm okay with bringing him because he, he's got talent, and if if he can, if he can sort of smarten up, he can become much better. But this man blocked himself from going to Tottenham because he didn't think Tottenham was a big enough club for him. Tottenham plays in London, doesn't? Don't they? Yeah, Tottenham plays in London. They play in Wembley, don't they? Uh, right now they do because they're they're, oh, they're building their stadium. Their stadium's still getting renovated. Um, so, God damn. Right, like, so you didn't like, want to go to Tottenham. Like, yeah, you don't want to go to Tottenham. for? PSG, right? Oh, man. But even in PSG, he wants more minutes. He thinks he's the best player on PSG. No, right? come on. Yeah, you, yeah, got the, there, the, bro, you got Mbappe there, You got Mbappe. Yeah, you got Neymar. You got Cavani. You, you're, you're not the best player. Thiago. You're, right? you're, you're not. You're just no. not. Right? So <laughs> just, just stop it. <laughs> Rabio, right? It's like R-A-B-I-O-T. Right? That's hilarious. He's, he's a good talent. He's a good, talented player. But yeah, no, you're not. You're not. You're not that. Um, there's a couple of young guys uh, from. He's gonna come to Barcelona. I think he's better than Messi. <laughs> uh, well, maybe, bro. He might be in the shadow of Messi, but but Messi is he's he's he, he's, he seems really quiet, but he's very much a player's leader. Man, he's he's got a good relationship with everyone. Um, 
with on the team and he and he leads from like he leads by example but he's also a very vocal vocal captain so which is which Fair. is nice to see um there's Pulisic uh, Pulisic is moving so he's moving to Chelsea yeah. but at the end of the year is that a good uh, good that's, move that's a good move? signing he, oh, man man got sold for 64 million right so which is a lot. for an american player that's that's huge probably the highest yeah probably the highest. he's he's amazing is he, is he actually that good He's really good. Okay. He's really he's good. Really good. But again, he's he's a young talent, yeah. right? Because you can think about the media here is going to blow him out of proportion because he's, he's, well. he's, right? he's North American. He's a North American, right? But he is he is a solid. If you're getting sold for $64 million, you got some substance, yeah, right? Okay. And if Chelsea is the one buying you, you got some. And you know what? That's what Dortmund does really well. Dortmund gets all these young guys and they mm. make them into these stars and then they sell them. They sell them. Right? And like you... You've had guys like Lewandowski go through Dortmund. You've got guys Solid like uh, Mario Götze. you got players, well, Thomas, uh, what's his name? Marco Royce is still there. Uh, but Matt Hummels, right? All these guys that, a lot of Bayern players, Bayern buys from, <laughs> right? So it's just like it's a minor league, like eh? minor league, right? But yeah. Dortmund's winning the league right now. So it's going to be, it's going to be a, a strong, strong finish. We'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the Real Madrid. They lost again today. They've lost six games this year. Oh, wow. Which is yeah, which is almost unheard of. The last time they lost that many was like '08 like or something, pre, like a long time ago. Uh, pre Cristiano, yeah, and that's when they lost like ten games or something. How's that Juventus doing? They're probably first. Yeah, they're, they're still first, bro. They're yeah. they're gonna win that. They're winning Syria. They're gonna be a really, really, really dangerous team come uh, Champions League, right? Because yeah. uh, like. You you lose to Real Madrid, but then you add in Cristiano Ronaldo. If, if Cristiano wins another another Champions League, that's four in a row. Yo, man, that's that's insane. That's and, insane. And then like you're winning four in a row with three with one team, and then you move to another team and you won you another championship. Yeah, you know what? Dude, that's pretty. It, that's it's pretty. pretty it's pretty crazy. crazy. That's pretty it's, crazy. It's pretty crazy. Um, man, yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna be fun to see what happens, man. Um, what do you call? We had a mid 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 midweek game between. Man City and Liverpool, which no, uh, Man City killed Liverpool. Well, they they won. I don't know about kill, but yeah, yeah they beat them two one. They they, they won, right? Which uh, which is a huge because now it gets fun, right? That 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 table is fun to watch right now. You got like a two headed race between these two with, with Tottenham right on their heels. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anything can happen. Anything can change, right? And uh, um, that's the beauty of it. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where where it goes. And one last thing, and I'll end it off with this on the soccer note. Um, so. <laughs> India is playing in the Asian games right now, right? So I think they won today. But Sunil Chetri, their captain, is just surpassed the Lionel Messi. Yeah, yeah. With the second most international goals of a current player. He's okay. got 66 goals, right? Okay. Don't worry about the talent okay. and what he's playing against, but but just going to put that out there. We on the map. We on the map. We on the map. We on the map. Right? <laughs> India, okay. India, we represent Let's it. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, India. Well, that's that's that, right? So, oh, I got a question. So, Alfonso Davies. I know I'm going back to summer. Yes, he he. That means he switches over to. I think he he's to going to Bayern. Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. So ah, that's a that's hope, huge. Hope to see him play, man. I I, I, I hope he plays. He will. He will. And you he know will? what? Not he yet, will? but like next season. He's 18, 19. He, yeah, right? he'll he'll get he'll get some minutes. But the biggest change that's going to be, which is going to be huge for him, is the. Amenities that Bayern Munich has, yeah, yeah. right, and, and the stars they and have, the like, stars dude, that they, they have. He's they gonna play got Ribéry and Robin, don't they? Oh, they have well, the Ribéry and Robin should be on their way out this year. Yeah, they're but both. Like, but the thing is, is but you, you got learn from them. Yeah, yeah, you got you got you, yeah. you can learn from them. And right? Like, from what I remember, is <clears throat> Ribéry and Robin are like they were 
outside midfielders or outside wingers. Yep. And there were guys that ran up and down the field. And Davies has a lot of speed as well. Yep. So hopefully, hey man, he picks picks up a couple a couple things here and there, man. Because um, you know when we get the World Cup and we have like the six games that they play in Toronto, <laughs> watching we'll, we'll Ukraine go, we'll, and Kazakhstan yeah. play. You we'll know what? Why not? To watch, man. Why not? You know what? We'll, we'll go down. We'll go down to. I'm watch. down to watch Ukraine and Kazakhstan. Why not, man? Why maybe, not? maybe India makes it. <laughs> no, that's not. Yo, that, no, no, that's they're already. <laughs> I don't even want to call qualification. Canada makes it in. Well, no. If you're hosting, then you you make it. I think uh, it's, it's three teams hosting. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh fuck! Right. So I think they all three make it as long as you're hosting. You make the World Cup. Which is great because that's the only way we're getting in. <laughs> no, no, this right. team, apparently this was get better, you know. They these, will, these they will, will right? Leader, but you know, it's 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 even the the Canadian Soccer Association, or whatever. There, it's just a mismanagement at this point, man. Uh, right? You, the guy from the women's team came over to the men's men's team, right? You have uh, the, the 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 coach. He was the coach for the women's team, and then he moved over to the men's team. I'm not sure about that. I'm I don't sure know. Right. Our women's team is amazing. They're they've always been <coughs> they've always been a solid, solid, solid team. Especially with our girl Christine Sinclair. All right, let's wrap this up, yo. All right, man. What's the charity of the week this week? Charity Ooh. of the week. We're gonna go for. It's called Athletes for Charity. Actually, it's a non-profit organization whose mission is to serve as a charitable initiative dedicated towards encouraging the giving of time financial resources, and information to improve collective lives of disadvantaged youth. So there's a bunch of athletes coming together to help the youth out as best as they can. Always good, right. always good. Always a good way to, to, to check them out. So do check them out. They, they actually work with a lot of um, a lot of uh, football players. So um, maybe, they, hey, maybe this week we'll uh, tweet at them or Instagram them. Yes, we will. Right, so... <laughs> They 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 do some they do some amazing work and uh, um, I think they have a few guys from that she played in the NFL on their team so good That's for good. them right so we'll we'll tweet at them see how they do speaking at uh, speaking of social media hit us up Instagram Twitter leave us some feedback let us know how we're doing we're like eight nine episodes in ten episodes in who are we giving this tribute out to oh we're number nine yeah who we're is zero nine nine, oh zero top of our head we haven't researched this either right so who are we thinking about who are we thinking about uh, we have Paul Korea. He's a star, though. He's a star. Let's uh, yeah. let's let's think about a couple names. Give us give, give. who else do we got to wear number nine? Um, man, I, I'm trying to think. Well, of in hockey, guys. we got what? We got Pascal Dupuis, Tony Parker in basketball, Sergi. Uh, good, good Serge, these are all good names. Um, <clears throat> Paul Curry would have been a good one, but <clears throat> there's Boston Knockbar. Remember him? Ooh, Boston Knockbar. Well, there's a good one. Richard Lewis isn't a bad name either. Actually, well, he's still a star. Uh, I don't know. Oh. I think I think I know one. I, think, one. I, I think I know which one we should. Which go one? Which one are we going with? This one guy. He always <clears throat> was his name was always in the All Star list because all of China voting for him. <laughs> Yi Jin Leon. Oh, Yi Jin Leon. I had a couple of right. seasons in the league. We'll go with right, we'll the Yi Jin Leon tribute. The Yi Jin Leon tribute, episode zero nine. All right. God damn. We'll go Pavel Burry next. Pavel Burry was my favorite player for number ten. Yo, Pavel Burry was amazing. Bro. All right, let's end this podcast. Bro. All right. All right. Anyways. It's been a pleasure, guys. Till next time. Peace. Peace. peace.